This is Alan Condon with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, and I'm delighted to be joined today by Dr. Judy Walsh, Associate Chief Experience Officer at the Cleveland Clinic. Uh, Judy, pleasure to have you on the podcast today. I'd love to, before we dive a little bit into this conversation, turn the floor over to you. I hear a little bit more about your role, your background, and your experience at the Cleveland Clinic. Sure. Sounds great. Thank you so much for the opportunity. So as you said, I'm Judy Wolf. I'm an emergency physician at our level one trauma center in Akron, Ohio, and I am the associate chief experience officer at Cleveland Clinic. My role um, is essentially to operationalize empathy, and I do it across 11 time zones from our business units in Las Vegas all the way to Abu Dhabi and from Toronto down to Florida. Fantastic. So certainly a busy woman, it seems. I'm really delighted to have you on to kind of pick your brains a little bit about your role today. So to open up um, our discussion, I'd love to hear from you. Are there two to three trends that you're following in healthcare today, specifically as it relates to the, the patient or provider experience? Sure. So I'd say the key trend that everybody should keep an eye on is the decentralization of healthcare. If we look at the history of medicine, and I actually, I have a degree in the history of medicine from Johns Hopkins. So I had a lot of interest in 20th century medicine. When we look at what the focus of our healthcare system was in the 20th century, it was really the hospital. It was fundamental. You got sick, you went into the hospital and you had tests done. And maybe you got out in a week, maybe it was two weeks. And over the last 20 to 30 years, we've really transitioned that care um, into different areas. And I think the decentralization of healthcare is going to be the big disruptor that totally rocks healthcare. Um, what we're seeing in, in lots of different areas is the explosion of care at home. And that can come in many different forms. Hospital at home, um, at Cleveland Clinic, we have an urgent dispatch program, which brings on-demand APP physician and community paramedic services to patients in their homes, as well as visiting physicians and visiting APPs and community paramedics. And I think that the ASC phenomenon is also part of that decentralization of care. And what we're going to see is more and more care delivered outside the hospital. And systems that want to survive and thrive are going to have to figure out how to operationalize that efficiently and in the patient's best interest to keep them safe and satisfied. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really interesting point to kick us off. Obviously, as, as you say, in the terms of the decentralization of healthcare, you mentioned a little bit about care at home, hospital at home programs, which are seeing a bit of a ramp up in terms of now. I'm particularly interested in the ASC phenomenon, like you mentioned. I think you know, it, it wasn't too long ago, five, 10 years ago, where, for example, patients undergoing a knee surgery, a hip surgery, a spine surgery will kind of stay two, three, four days in a hospital, whereas now you're seeing uh, these, these procedures are being done in two, three hours. Patients are up and ambulated and out the door due to, you know, many things, such as the quality of care, technology. Um, I'm curious to hear from an ASC slash outpatient standpoint, how is Cleveland Clinic really preparing for more and more of this care to transition out of the hospital into these uh, care at home, outpatient settings, such as the surgery centers, like you mentioned? Well, our focus is always on patient safety. Patient selection mm -hmm. is, and preparation is fundamental to safety of, of all care. And when we think about patient experience in our ambulatory surgery centers, 
we are just transitioning now to a new survey called OAS CAPS. Um, the, historically, we've had different um, surgery, uh, different surveys for that ambulatory space. And just in October, we started learning more about what our patients want out of their ambulatory experience. When we reviewed our most recent data from Prescini, we found there were three key drivers of patient experience and likelihood to recommend. And that was the staff kept me comfortable, they were courteous and respectful, and that there was visible teamwork. What we know about teamwork in particular is that teamwork is fundamental to patient safety. So the safety and the quality all goes together with patient experience. And it's another thing that I'm interested around. It kind of relates to independent practices, ASCs, large hospitals, small hospitals, health systems. We're seeing increasingly over the last couple of years, really a rising consumerism across the board. Um, more and more patients now really increasingly shopping for the care that they receive, um, which no doubt plays into the patient experience, quality of care, everything over the, under that umbrella. But I'm curious, is there anything, whether from an ASC standpoint or health system standpoint, what do you think the, the providers, who are the providers that are going to stand out from the crowd as we increasingly move into this shopping era of healthcare, so to speak? Yeah, I mean, we really are. The more vertical you are, the more of a consumer you are, and the more horizontal you are, the more of a patient you are. And consumers of healthcare services um, are, you know, they, they can take their time, they can select a provider, they can select a site. And what we see is that courtesy and respect and quality of communication are fundamental. Patients all assume that we all know what we're doing. From a basic standpoint, every doctor is essentially the same. Um, we all have quality as our very basic, like, you know, table stakes in just entry into the system. But when we think about how we can differentiate ourselves, it's really taking the time with the patient, relating to them as a person, being empathic, and making sure that your system is easy to access. So when we look at what's really important to our patients at the Cleveland Clinic, we look enterprise-wide, one of our top correlates to likely to recommend is our custom question, ease to get care at Cleveland Clinic. Um, it has greater correlation than anything else, including doctor communication, nurse communication, um, you name it, ease to get care is really important. So if we make our system simple to access, we have wide open access, we have omni-channel access. So if I want to reach out to you as a patient, I can get through to you by chatbot, by email, by phone, by text. That's the differentiator that's really going to improve our patient experience and improve our volumes. Yeah, really, really important insights across the board there. And Judy, one thing I wanted to follow up on, I, I read a really, really interesting um, quote, insight from you uh, on our Becker's ASC website, um, I believe in December. And it was, uh, the quote was essentially around patient seeking care and running into operational friction, if you recall. So I, I believe that you've mentioned that over half of the patients in the U.S. seeking care nationally run into this operational friction, i.e. barriers to care that frustrate and degrade loyalty in the system and caregivers. Um, no doubt a top priority for yourselves, Cleveland Clinic, among many other health systems across the country. But I'm curious, can you expand on how exactly can Cleveland Clinic and other health systems really go about making getting care easier? 
lots of different ways. Um, the first thing we did when we wanted to understand ease was we listened to the voice of the patient. We gather hundreds of thousands of comments in all our different environments of care over the course of a year. So our first step was really to leverage technology to understand the voice of the patient. We have an internal um, AI chatbot system that uses ChatGPT 4.0 Turbo technology. And we were able to condense comments into phrases and then process them using the ChatGPT technology. And we then kind of took these very large pieces of data and condensed them to similar to, uh, to very simple ideas. So what patients told us is that ease to get care and operational friction looks very different depending on the care setting. When we're talking about inpatient care, it's really about courtesy, it's about communication, and it's about responsiveness. But when they're talking about their outpatient care, when I want to make an appointment with my doctor, I am more concerned about appointment scheduling. And I'm also worried about portal messaging and responsiveness to my concerns. So depending on the site of care, the solutions for ease look very, very different. Ease is also the great level setter. Every single caregiver and every single leader at Cleveland Clinic has a role to play in improving ease to get care. If you're a hospital transporter, it may look like ensuring that your patients are picked up timely. And then if there's a, a little bump in the road that you let them know and you don't jostle them. If you are an operations leader and you're leading the food service department, it's about making sure that your patients have access to hot, high quality meals. And for our emergency departments, um, for me as an emergency provider, it's my responsibility that even if we don't have beds and we're boarding, that those people in the waiting room have their workup started and that they have clear and coherent communication about what's going on with their care so that they feel safe waiting in the waiting room. So there's nobody who isn't touched by operational friction and the solutions. Mm -hmm. Really interesting insight. You obviously talked a little bit there about ChatGPT technology. It kind of ties right into my last question in terms of there, there, there's so many vendors out there today, right? I mean, so much technology, but it's also such an exciting time, um, specifically around for physician experience, patient experience. How can we really reduce friction here, improve that experience overall? I'm curious, is there any technology that really stands out from the crowd that really excites you when you think about the potential to really improve not just the patient experience, but also thinking about the provider and physician experience like yourself as well. So the thing I'm most excited about is listening technology. And actually, this is super timely because there was just a, an article about it in our Cleveland Clinic intranet that they are going to be bringing ambient listening technology to the bedside. Um, I'm hoping I'm the first one who gets to use it because there is nothing I hate more than having to type or dictate a patient chart um, because I always feel like I have something better to do than documentation. But of course, as we all know, if it's not documented, it's not done. Um, ideal state for me as a provider, I would love to see a summary of all the patient's prior encounters. Um, just like when I go to Amazon and I'm looking for, let's say, a cool new speaker, I can I can read that, that AI summary of all the comments about the, the item. Well, what if I could read that same kind of summary of all the patient's encounters with my system or with others? Um, that would help save me a lot of time. 
The one thing that everybody complains about when you ask providers, when you ask other caregivers, you know, what's our biggest barrier to success in patient experience? Most of the time, what I hear is staffing. Well, the answer really isn't staffing. We have enough people. We just have a problem and a crisis of waste. Um, when I see my, you know, my own shift, a lot of the time I spend, I, I have a hard time finding equipment or finding discharge paperwork or the printer doesn't work. There's a ton of waste built in my day. If we completely excluded the non-value added work, we would have enough staff. And that's really what the promise of AI technology has in store for us. It means saving time, offloading non-value added work burden to a computer um, instead of having people be responsible for it and allowing our humans to be at the bedside making human connections with our patients which is what everybody wants. That's fundamental to healthcare is making that human to human connection, showing you care and bringing your best self to that encounter. And if we have less waste in our day, we're all going to be capable of doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fantastic. I enjoyed it. It's been a real, uh, a real pleasure speaking to you over these last 10, 15 minutes. So I certainly learned a lot about the patient experience already, and I know that our audience members have as well. Uh, really look forward to continuing this conversation down the line having you speak at one of our upcoming uh, Becker's AFC conferences as well. Judy, absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Mm -hmm.